Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we have a commissioned episode to bring to you, uh, courtesy of Thomas McNeil. We, along with David C. Robertson of the DC On Screen podcast, will discuss what we think may happen after Avengers 4. Who the big bad could be, what situations our heroes could get into, and what heroes may be left. All that, right after this. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. I'm David C. Robertson of the DC On Screen Podcast. That's right. You hear, you heard right, folks. We've got a guest in the studio today, uh, David C. Robertson of the DC On Screen Podcast. If you haven't heard them, check them out. Uh, go subscribe. They, uh, they do what we do, but for the DC film and television. So check them out. Thanks for um, having me, guys. Yeah, man, thanks for being here. This is going to be a fun one. I'm really excited about this episode, actually. Our friend and patron from Patreon, Thomas McNeil, uh, requested this episode a while back, and I thought it was about time we did it. We're going to discuss and try to rank what villains or storylines they might go with after they wrap up Avengers 4. It's kind of assumed that Avengers 4 is going to be a continuation of Infinity War in some form. After after all, it was originally called Infinity War Part 2. Mm-hmm. So something is going to happen to clean this up or change this. Uh, then what do they do? What kind? They've been building toward Thanos for 10 years. What can they possibly do to, dare I say, top that? Um, I, I don't know that that's possible. But what kind of overarching plot could we have over the next the next decade of Marvel movies? Um, so that's what we're talking about on today's cast. It's kind of an after Infinity War um, cast. So what we're going to do? We're each going to present three uh, possibilities for after Infinity War. Who could be the big bad? Who could be the next Thanos? Um, either from comics or from the universe itself. And uh, then after after we all come out with our three, we're all going to rank them. So, here we go. Uh, would you like... You're the guest, Dave. Would you like to go first? Ah, jeez. All oh, right. Oh, jeez. Ah, jeez. <laughs> well, first of all, I, want, I do want to ask, like, am I remembering correctly? Did Kevin Feige say that they weren't going to try to do this again? Like, no more big 10-year thing leading up to a giant crossover? He didn't say that. I don't, re- I don't recall him saying that. He did say things are going to be different. Mm-hmm. Uh, after he said multiple <laughs> times he's going to be different mm-hmm. after this, and and we just don't know. We just don't know what they're okay. going to do. Things are going to be different around here, I tell um, you. And it, there's 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 a lot of things. I you know we we we, we before we get into our list, we could talk about some of our uh, uh secondaries, some of our some of our runners up. Mm-hmm. Uh, just just to get some <laughs> of that out of the way, get, 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 get open open the breach. You got any runners up, Jeff? That you didn't put on your list? Um, I've got some some would be nices. Uh, yeah, that are probably not going to see the light of day for sure. a while. Um, one of which would be Kang the Conqueror. Yeah, yeah, Kang. Mm-hmm. I've, 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 I think uh, I think a, a son of Reed Richards from the far future coming back to the past to conquer the world it would be a really neat thing, but there's like no way they can make that believable. Yeah. At least, especially until they introduced the fantastic four yeah, and right. maybe have, they've been around a while. <laughs> uh, so that's a little, that would be a little strange. One that I really liked the idea of, um, but I don't think it's going to happen 
is Tony Stark. Yeah. Like, like, I don't know, kind of Hank Pym, Tony Stark amalgam mm-hmm. moving forward as just, he is, he's, he, he's, con- he continues, like maybe whatever he does in Infinity War to write everything, like we saw how dark he turned and kind of caused Civil War after the attack on New York. Mm-hmm. Like what if this event, the events of Infinity War turn him even darker and he 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 again thinks he needs to like ratchet up what he's doing and keeps pushing forward. Uh, I think Tony Stark would be an amazing like Thanos level villain if he just like took all of the technology from the universe because now he has a much more um, he has he has ability to reach out to the stars now. Like mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, just just if he if he like continued to try to save the world and he almost became his own Ultron. Mm-hmm. Or maybe even just became Ultron again, or like built another Ultron, or whatever. Yeah. I just think I think going forward, Tony Stark could be a good bad guy, but they've kind of done that. Yeah. So I don't think they're going to. I think Tony Stark's probably not going to make it out of Avengers Four, mm-hmm. but which is why I didn't include him. But um, I still think he would be a an amazing Thanos level villain. Right. <laughs> I think he he could be fun leading a uh, Cabal style Illuminati group. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. What about you, Dave? Any, um, any runners-up you want well, to discuss? I was honestly thinking about, like... I was thinking about a storyline in, in the DC Universe where there were characters, like, from the from the old school, like, Silver Age and Golden Age. Uh, it was, like, Superboy of the Silver Age and uh, the original Superman from the Golden Age and Lois Lane and, and some others. And they're in a pocket universe, and they've decided that the current continuity heroes uh, have dicey morality. So they decide that they want to like stop them. They basically become the, well, really, Superboy becomes the villain of the piece. But I would say, along a similar line, uh, if we did like you know, uh, Soul for a Soul, and some of our original Avengers wind up getting sucked into the the Soul uh, Stone, into the Soul Stone, and then they come back. We later. could basically do that storyline like they figure out a way out yeah. they're like we don't like these new young adventures yeah, what if what if, doing it right. what if we get like a 10 to 15 year later kind of similar to what they did with force awakens mm-hmm. like what if they get sucked into the soul stone they're replaced and then we get the original four avengers have to come out of the soul stone and it's like a darker universe at this point and they've got all this shit going on they're like have to come back to fight whatever's happening. It could be, yeah. That could be interesting. And it's been I like that idea. Kind of long-standing that the Marvel universe, that are the MCU's greatest villains, are the heroes themselves. Right. They're they're their own their own worst enemies. Yes, yeah. I, I love that concept. Yeah. And what if the what if the original four came back to almost like take? But I have a feeling it'd be hard to make the audience not side with the original four. Oh yeah. It yeah. Would, which would be the challenge yeah. of that. Yeah. I think if you're um, watching Arrow right now, you know how that turns out. Now, it's Tony Stark. <laughs> I think you could turn against Tony Stark pretty easily. <laughs> oh yeah, um, he's a complete dick. I love him. So, so, so he's <laughs> awful. <laughs> Along these lines, I think I'm going to go ahead and present my first one. If that's All right. Okay. Oh, go ahead. Because um, it's, it's along these lines we're talking. Okay. My first, my first one, and I think it's the least likely of my three, but um, my first of three is Star Lord. Okay. We all saw his actions in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. And we know the power that he possesses inside him. Does he still? We don't know. He, suppose, they said it like they knew he was going to lose it, but he's still the son of, of like, a god character. Right. And half, he's, like, half god. Small G, son. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's still the son of a son of a god of our celestial. Yeah, at the end of Guardians Two, we saw the light dissipate from his hands, like go we out. Did. Yeah. Like we he did. didn't have that anymore. To- to- totally true. But I don't think that means he could never develop it again, or that he couldn't develop some sort of power. Yeah, he could, I guess, just be like just because he believed what his father said. Exactly. But you know, we can't trust his father. He's an unreliable narrator. Exactly. That's He's an my asshole. point. So what if he does still have the power <laughs> of a god inside him? Yeah. That just just like Thor didn't believe in his own power, mm-hmm. so he, he he always needed the hammer. What if Star Lord uh, loses Gamora? What if they bring back everyone mm-hmm. but Gamora? Because she had the, she was an intent, she was a sacrifice that had to be made so that they could do the snap, so they could undo the snap, or whatever. Mm-hmm. What if they bring, go back in time and or do whatever they do? They bring back everyone but Gamora. Yeah, and he feels like, why would you? Why save, can't we bring back her yeah, as well? Why would you save everyone but the one I love? Mm-hmm. And he turns darker. And then what if in like the next Guardians movie, he's already dark. He's already like maybe he's a drunk, maybe he's whatever, and then he. Uh, loses more people. What if mm. he loses Drax? And what if he either either by leaving him or 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 death he loses Groot and Rocket? Mm-hmm. And then it's him on a ship by himself or on a planet by himself with Mantis, and he's realized he's just become his father. Mm-hmm. But he does he's real or like he realizes his father had the right idea or something like. Yeah, man. I could totally see Star Lord being this like tragic. He was our he was our like. He was our plucky comedy relief who turned mm-hmm. into like this dark character who who maybe that everyone has to come together to fight because he's now uh, an ego level villain. Mm-hmm. I do like don't that call as- him plucky. Don't know what that means. <laughs> we don't know what that means. <laughs> don't call us plucky. I do like that, especially considering how much of the darkness you see in him, in him when he pulls that trigger on Gamora. Like he is capable of doing something like that. Well, that and the fact that he just does not have control of himself, and this is all hard for me to say because he was one of my, he is one of my favorite characters so far in the MCU, and I think he's been so much fun to watch. Yeah. But what he's always been on the line. He's always been kind of a scoundrel. Hmm. And what if we just like learn the lesson that just because someone's fun to watch doesn't mean they're a good guy. <laughs> yeah. That well, also in really in the beginning fun. of Infinity War, it seemed like Gamora was his anchor to morality. Like oh, for he sure. Was joking around with everybody else, you know, if they don't pay us, we'll just take their ship. Like we'll help them, but they got to pay us. If not, we'll just take their ship. Like and then he looks at Gamora and is like, "No, not really. We're not going to do that." But well, now she's gone. Well, like Rocket is actively like the devil on his shoulder sometimes <laughs> and Gamora's the angel and all the rest of the team is morally ambiguous they're just like along for the ride I mean Mantis was literally serving like a demon god like last last movie she was in mm-hmm. like ready to almost helped him bring down the universe mm-hmm. uh, it seems like Drax doesn't really have much of a morality except he believes Thanos needs to die like that's his only guiding force and revenge is not known to be like a great uh, driver of a of a character, yeah. um, so I just I just see like, what if the guardians turn well, dark? Unless or, you're Batman, what if he does come true? <laughs> well, this isn't really vengeance. It's I don't want this to ever happen again. Yeah, but it's like to someone else on, on all scum. Yeah, but that's a little different than uh, vengeance on a particular yeah. man. You know. Uh, anyway, that's Some more broad. That's mine. Vengeance. <laughs> that's my number one, or that's my that's my first uh, that's my first offering, and it's. Uh, and it's then that's my case for it. I think yeah, it I like could it. be a very interesting 
interesting way to go. I dig it. Who's up next? Yeah, I'll, I'll go. I'll yeah, go. all right, Dave. What's what you got next? Um, oddly, one of those one of the characters that I've always really liked for some reason or another, uh, the Beyonder. Okay, I don't um, know much about the Beyonder, so please tell us about him. The Beyonder is basically he's, he's he has the powers of God essentially, and he's he was basically born uh, in in another universe unto himself a full universe. So uh, there was this like supervillain group. Uh, what are they called? Intel, and um, they were trying to get a hold of a, like a vibranium meteorite, and they sucked him into our reality. So he starts looking at all of these like people, like you know, like us, like individual people, and thinking like how incomplete they are. He's like a philosophical, like he's a villain. Like he, he's like the 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 college student who goes to his first philosophy class, and his entire world is shattered. Because he starts seeing how like everybody's incomplete. Wait, I I'm not all that exists. That means I'm incomplete. <laughs> and he just goes completely nuts and like winds up sucking in a bunch of like superheroes and supervillains into uh, into another reality. He shows them that him he, they show he shows them that that he's he destroys an entire galaxy. And he's like, all right, so you guys fight, and uh, you know, whoever wins, I'll give you whatever you desire. Because he's obsessed with desire. Uh, he thinks that's what fuels humanity. Um, and then finds that he, he himself has desires. It's just it's real, it's real weird, but I, I, I think it could be really cool. Cool. And of course, like, <laughs> as, as happens in, like, I think with everything in my list, Dr. Doom winds up stealing his power for a minute. <laughs> really? Doctor Doom keeps stealing everyone's power. Yeah, D- Doctor well, Doom's the, kind of the kind of the man. That <laughs> first like superhero sucking mashup was Secret Wars. Yeah, Secret Wars. And then Doctor Doom stole that power in Secret Wars in 2015. Oh, is Secret Wars what the Beyonder does? Uh, Secret. There's Secret War. That okay, it really doesn't have anything to do with the Beyonder. But okay. then Secret Wars, plural one, two, and three, is totally just Beyonder. Okay, this, he's the one who summons people to the to 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 have them fight. Or yeah. Okay, Basically. I have I have heard those stories. I didn't know his name. That's like know. some '80s stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd heard those stories, but I didn't. And, and he up. he totally looks like an '80s guy too, like with his white Bret Hart jacket and his like Paul Reiser hair, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like curly mullet. Yep. 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 <laughs> that could be a good way that they're gonna they could bring in other universes and things too. Yeah. Have it's funny you would mention that matt because that lines up with one of mine one of yours you're um, you gonna go for it yeah my uh mine is the mutants because they're getting fox mm-hmm. and yep. i think that the mutants coming together against the avengers in an avx type story yeah. but with a secret wars 2015 universe collision uh, a battle world kind of scenario would be a perfect way to bring them all together and then recreate the uh, the MCU, like the actual universe, into one cohesive story with both of them av- uh, available. So you want to make like Secret Wars into like Crisis on Infinite Earths? <laughs> sort of, yeah. I mean, it's what they did with all different or all new, all different Avengers. Um, all right. And they they just kind of merged the Ultimate and Six One Six universes together, and that's why Miles Morales is an Avenger on the main team now. Right. So I think that the mutants against like uh, X-Men coming in against the Avengers and even if it's just like an incursion is happening and their universes colliding, 
the two of them fighting against each other and then finally figuring out, shit, we have to work together to save each other, ourselves and each other. I think that type of thing would be pretty good. And if they if they join together to fight, you know, the common enemy of the Beyonder, that would make it even easier. Yeah, like they realize, oh, why are we fighting each other? But that, hap- that happens in every single, you know... Uh, the two heroes always have to fight. The only time that hasn't happened, in a, especially in a movie, is Civil War, mm-hmm. where at well, the they've end, already done that. They're just still fighting each other. Um, I'm just I'm saying, like, it, it might be more interesting if we actually got them to actually fight each other for a real reason. If that makes sense, you know, like no. I, it's always yeah. a little cheap yeah. when they're just like, "We're gonna fight until we realize we shouldn't fight." It's like once right. you're fighting, it's really hard to make that turn and forgive and stop. And it, it'd be interesting to see like an X-Men versus Avengers that didn't end easily. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And if if somehow some of the Avengers get saved and some of the X-Men get saved and like the Fantastic Four get saved, but nobody trusts each other, then that could breed our in-universe hatred of the X-Men. Yeah. Mm. And you got to be careful, though. You don't want to hate them too hard, if, yeah. especially if you want to bring them around to be heroes in the future. Um, and do you, so, so this is another question that, uh, that Thomas McNeil kind of posed a few questions to us. Um, he said, what villain or threat could be next? Uh, he said, how would you like to see the villain in threat or threat introduced? Which I, I feel like with the Beyonder and with um, Star Wars already been introduced, but how would you like to see uh, them introduce the X-Men with the Beyonder? Do you think that's the, the call or do you think another kind of incursion? I think the incursions would probably be the best way to go about it uh, mm-hmm. with universes colliding or no. Yeah. Yeah. Incursions, I think would probably be the best thing. Have it be kind of a, uh, like a horror story. Like we've heard reports of, you know, people with strange powers and weird looking faces coming out of a portal and then disappearing into a portal. And then, uh, you know, they, they have to investigate and it becomes kind of a, a hunt for the monsters kind of thing. Right. And then they find themselves smashed into somebody else's universe where everybody looks weird, like, you know, all the X-Men. And then they realize after a while that, you know, it's their universes coming together, being smashed together. And if they don't act, they'll all be destroyed. Yeah. And another thing that uh, Thomas asked is uh, how would like to be introduced movies, TV, or Netflix, and how it might affect all those platforms. I do think that um, something like The Beyonder could have an effect on all the platforms Mm -hmm. because you could have heroes from all the different things entering Battle World. And something like The X-Men could easily affect all the platforms because if you've got incursions happening on Netflix and incursions happening on Mm -hmm. S.H.I.E.L.D. and incursions happening in the movies, that could be be a really cool long-term thing to just like have these incursions slowly happen and then they're happening with more and more frequency and then to the point where, you know, Hank Pym or whatever has to figure out how to like navigate the portals or navigate the incursions and it could be really interesting. It would be really cool if Beast and Reed Richards and Hank Pym all opened a portal at the same time and were just all three staring at each other. Hmm. Hmm. Just kind of like, uh, what? Well, you got the Shuri in there now. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Shuri. Shuri, Shuri. I love that Shuri in Infinity War like proved herself to be like at least in some ways smarter <laughs> than... Yeah. Than Bruce or uh, or or Tony, <laughs> like yeah, I'm sure really you did great. your best. 
I'm sure you did your best. <laughs> so good. She's my favorite. <laughs> I like Sheree a lot. Uh, what what do you? Let's see. I guess I guess I'll throw my next one out there. Yeah. Uh, next on my list is Kilgrave. You may say he's hmm. dead. <laughs> and that's true. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh this one's just for fun to be honest. I just love David Tennant and I think that his character has a power that you know, just he is as powerful as the people near him. Mm-hmm. And if you could get him like to face off with the Avengers, and to and to take control of the Avengers or or not Avengers at that point whoever's whoever's the the big deal this is something I've been I've been kicking around with what's coming next is mm-hmm. what if the Avengers don't exist after Avengers four because the Avengers are a team built by Cap and Tony and Thor and Hulk and and uh, and what Nick if it's Fury like Avengers who, disassembled. Yeah, like, what if they really stay disassembled for a long period of time or don't ever come together again? What if we instead get multiple teams kind of forming, things like the Illuminati, or, um, you know, if, if we get the Fox back, we get these X-Men and different different smaller teams, even maybe Secret Avengers or, um, you know, this <laughs> different versions of the Avengers. Like, what's, mm-hmm. that, what's that one Avengers that causes the causes Civil War? Oh god. The Lakeside Avengers. <laughs> yes. No, no, no. That was No, no, no. Um, that was uh the Secret Warriors. Well, right? Yeah, Secret Warriors. Okay, yeah. okay. Sorry. Who's the And it's really funny that their name was Secret Warriors when they were filming a fucking television show about themselves. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty silly. Um but anyway, I, I what Might I'm getting been at new is New Warriors. What? I think it I, I think it was actually the New Warriors. That sounds right. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so so all of that to say, if you had a Kilgrave who was revived in whatever manner, mm-hmm. um, like I just really love to see that uh, him as a character, like kind of a, so. So part of me is like, oh, that'd be just another Hawkeye being brainwashed situation, mm-hmm. which kind of sucks. But yeah. I just love <laughs> Kilgrave so much. I feel like. Kilgrave, the way he operates is so interesting and terrifying and that if he like really got a hold of enough people on his side and was just t- telling everyone what to do, I just think he could be a really interesting villain on a much larger scale. Uh, I, I admit this one's mostly for fun. I don't think it has any likelihood, but it's a, but it's a fun, it's fun to think about Kilgrave telling Thor what to do. That's all right, man. One of the reasons I picked the Beyonder is because he resurrected Claw possessed him oh yeah there you go well he could he what what if all right let's let's combine all of our theories so far so what if the beyonder starts starts bringing in the secret wars to happen and he resurrects various people but he resurrects the wrong guy Kilgrave, who takes Mm. over the beyonder (laughs) and starts toying with shit toying with multiple realities by having the beyonder bring him whoever he feels like mm-hmm. and the only person who is who is uh immune to Kilgrave is Jessica mm-hmm. so she's like the only one that can do it really but yeah. she has to be the only one to fight all these other heroes that could be fun that'd be fun yeah I'd watch it and somewhere in there Molecule Man yeah sure yes <laughs> one of the least remembered <laughs> Jack Kirby creations absolutely <laughs> let's, let's do Molecule Man <laughs> All right. Well, 
Who do you got next on deck there, Dave? Oh, me? My turn to talk? I think it's your turn. Oh. Yep. Uh, let's see. I mean, it's kind of obvious, but Galactus. I knew he'd be mentioned. Yeah, I had to do Galactus. Man. I almost put him on my list because I was like, what if everyone just, just thinking someone else is going to put Galactus on their list? <laughs> so yeah. glad you did. Um, <laughs> uh, Galactus, sole survivor of the universe that existed before the Big Bang. Uh, and if you look at the old Jack Kirby, I think he should be, uh, look at the drawings, he should be totally played by Kurtwood Smith. Who's the father from that 70s show. That 70s show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, he has he, the the old the old drawings do look a lot like him, which is super funny. He's a giant dude floating through space eating worlds. Yeah, I mean, how did we not do that? That's like, well, we've we we we, we have done it once as a giant cloud. Yeah, There's, I think that's the stigma behind it is that oh, it was so yeah. bad in Rise of the Silver Surfer. But, what yeah, if, but what we if fixed Spider Man. What if you really did Galactus <laughs> right and like he was heralded for movies and movies and like yeah. you had to deal with him. I, on other eating other worlds, and maybe the, maybe the guardians are out there absolutely. trying to save a world, and they can't. And absolutely. Galactus wins. I think we should get a Norn Rad Silver Surfer movie beforehand. Yeah, yeah. I I would like to see that happening along with like Captain Marvel coming back and being like, "Yeah, I've heard of this guy. He's no joke." Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then Nova comes in. It's like, oh shit, Galactus! We got to get out of here. Like, in the books, there's a bit where, like, Galactus is warned about Thanos, and Galactus scoffs at him. Mm-hmm. So Thanos gets pissed and, like, destroys one of the worlds or whatever that, that he was about to eat. And they both just got kind of miffed at each other. Like, this is this is a worthy adversary. Sure. Yeah, no, I think Galactus <laughs> is... Galactus is absolutely... And we already have seen heads of dead celestials, celestials nowhere. Yeah. So, like... It's it's definitely a possibility. They're kind of laying the groundwork for it to, it to be it to be a thing. But it, it is another one that's reliant on the Fox deal. Yeah, it is. Which I think at this point, for for the sake of this discussion, we're just going to include the Fox deal. Yeah, as already happened. Absolutely. <laughs> Plus, like eternity and death, consider like Galactus to be almost an equal. Like they're like he's the great the great equalizer, the great balancer of the universe. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I'm down. I think they could actually do something really cool character work with that guy, though. Like, his entire his entire reality was destroyed. He was the sole survivor. That could be really cool. Yeah. Does he have an interesting character in the comics, or is he just a big chomp-chomp Pac-Man guy? I mean, you know, he goes back and forth like, oh, there goes my wedding ring. <laughs> <laughs> Falling off my finger. Dave just took off his wedding ring in my office. What are you, what are you, what are you getting at, Dave? Um, yeah, I... <laughs> Well, you know, as always, uh, there are no, I don't think there are in, any inherent uh, unrelatable characters. At times he's unrelatable because people write him as such. And No, I, I totally agree. Uh, I'm just curious how. Remember the old 90s Silver, Sur- uh, Silver Surfer uh, series on Fox Kids? Like no. they, they did such a terrible job with Galactus. Like He was just always like Cosmic Daddy coming for a, coming to <laughs> give Silver Surfer a spanking for disobeying. Yeah, it just... I've I've I have I have yet to ever be interested in Galactus. I think he's a likely possibility mm-hmm. for a villain in the future yeah. because he's that. I mean, like talk about a large threat. Like he literally yeah. is a huge villain. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just don't know. They just have to do it right. They just have to do it right. Yeah, I mean, I I think he had some. Uh, there was some really cool psychological stuff with him. Like 
he basically just like evolved floating alone in the nothingness of our universe until life started evolving. Like, I don't know, that's kind of cool. They could do something interesting with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, for sure. I mean, I, that's just one of those things I've always wanted to see, and it would need the Fox deal to really go through. And also, I really, like, some of, like, I want to see the Fantastic Four and the X-Men with the Avengers fighting Galactus, you know? Like, it's just one of one of those images, one of those yeah. splash pages I've always wanted to see brought to life. For sure. I think I think we will see Galactus. I don't know that he's going to be the large threat, because I, I just need, I, I don't know. But I mean, I, I guess Thanos really hasn't been a multiple movie threat, really. Yeah, like, no. he has been. He's been. We've been pointing towards mm-hmm. him. Which you could have like the Herald uh, crash on crash on Earth movies and movies before, and have mm-hmm. it pointing toward him, yeah. and then have him show up, and he's just the big threat. Yeah, it's totally, think, totally possible. I think for the creativity of the individual films coming next, I, I think that would probably be uh, uh, a good a good call. Just. By the way, big dude in a chair coming. <laughs> Is he in a chair? He's like in like a incubator spaceship thing that looks like a chair. That's funny. Sometimes he is. Sometimes, Some, yeah. Sometimes he just has a big ship and he's like only about 40 feet tall. Yeah. In like... Hmm. It's weird. His size is just dependent on the writer and the, the artist. Yeah. Like, there are times where it's like you see him literally holding a world in the palm of his hand. Yeah, that's what I'm like, that's about what I'm to chomp on it. And I swear I've seen panels of him just hanging out on a rooftop with Thor. <laughs> like... <laughs> Funny. Well, Jeff, we, we, have, we have Galactus well, has now been brought in. What you got? While we're on the uh, the Fox deal going through, Kick, I, uh, I wanted to throw my hat in on Annihilus. Okay, tell us about Annihilus. I thought Dave would kind of gasp a little bit, but okay. Oh no, no, I'm I'm here with bated breath. <laughs> All right. Well, it. Annihilus uh, is from the negative zone, kind of not necessarily sparked into existence, but like clued into our existence by the Fantastic Four uh, back in the '60s. But as far as the movies, um, the movie universe i guess would go i would think that he would come in kind of um i would say he would be sort of like dormammu that's kind of how i uh, equate annihilus Mm -hmm. is that he just wants to destroy worlds and conquer the universe he's he's always trying to invade our universe um and his universe is made up of antimatter which is a little weird and then like whenever a portal opens, there's always this weird atmosphere where matter and antimatter are colliding and destroying each other. And there's a lot of energy. It's hard to survive that. But there is a point in, uh, in recent comics in 2016's all new, all different Avengers where he obtained the nega bands that Marvel used to have mm. and used those to open a portal to our, our universe, our dimension, whatever. Um, and then brought in his annihilation fleet, the annihilation wave. Um, and he was stopped by the all new, all different Avengers because they had stolen the Negabands and used them against him. Uh, I think it would be really interesting to have in the, the Captain Marvel movie, a setup for that kind of thing where Marvel has these, these Negabands that 
you know, he passes on to Carol Danvers and she uses them until they blow up and somehow blink out of existence um, and, you know, end up somewhere else in a different universe and kind of have some people poking at him. And then eventually he shows up. Mm. And exactly what are Nihilus's powers or what, what is, what does he do? Uh, a little bit of everything. <laughs> He's got this, this rod that's like the cosmic control rod is what it's called. Uh, it extends his life to a ridiculously long time. He's like the only thing that he fears in his universe is death. Uh, kind of the same way that the only thing that Dormammu fears is time. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just, he's one of those like, oh, I'm super strong. I can fly. I, you know, really fast. I command this army. Imposing force is the, the biggest thing with him. Okay. An overwhelming opposing force. Nihilus. Interesting. Do you know uh, what's his overall motivation? To survive forever and be the only survivor. <laughs> okay, cool. So, got an eater of worlds and just a survivor. A manipulative yeah. creep. That was round two there. Cosmic so dick. Let's get into round three. <laughs> round three, I have chosen the scrolls. Mm-hmm. Seems kind of obvious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think it's a I think it's a very good and likely place to go. Yeah. Um it's just just so much interesting stuff could be done. And you could have so much interesting sprinkling of of scroll sauce over the over a few movies where you just have find out a character was a scroll the whole time yeah. and you and then you backtrace what when, when did they disappear and then you find yeah. out the scrolls could have been could have been invading for a while already. We've talked about this on the cast before but <laughs> in secret you mean? Yes, a yeah. secret invasion. Possibly, <laughs> if you will. Um, and I just, I, I love this idea. We've talked about it before on the cast. I've mentioned that they did a very similar plot on Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Yeah. Um, where a bunch of changelings were invading, like, the government and stuff. And it was just very, it's similar to what the Skrulls do. That DS9 story is why I want the Skrull story. Yeah, right? Like, the DS9 story was so good. <laughs> I want I want the Skrulls. Um, well, yeah, so, so I just think the Skrulls would be a great, uh, you know, do they do they mimic the powers of whoever they take? Yes, they do. Okay, that's they what I was do. wondering about. That they didn't always. I don't think. Yeah, I think it's been no, different. No, the writers. Um, they, well, like back in the sixties, whenever they were first introduced, they were just kind of like shapeshifters that took on the form of and right. didn't really have the power, and then they were turned into cows and left in a field. Like, <laughs> all right, <laughs> and let's let's not forget Super Scroll. Yeah, Super yeah. Scroll. <laughs> Literally everybody in the Fantastic Four together in one guy. It's such a silly villain. Except like, split it's so up. silly. Like, yeah, one arm like, is rock. A flamey arm, a rock arm, a stretchy leg, and an invisible leg. What's the point yeah. of it? One invisible leg. You'll never see that kick coming. Do you, do you guys know Ukla the Mock, the band? Uh, I know of them. They they do a song called uh, the uh, Super Scroll theme, or the theme from Super Scroll. There's a great line where he says uh, he crosses his legs and realizes his, inv- his invisible leg can still get burned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's real. I feel like the Super Scroll is never happening. <laughs> well, okay, but in Runaways, they had like the badass, like for real badass Super Scrolls. 
Yeah. So they just had the powers of all yeah, four yeah. at different times, not one arm. Right. <laughs> Which, but that's all dependent on, again, the Fox deal and, um, mm-hmm. and uh, the Fantastic Four being there. But the scrolls they've announced are good for either universe at this point. The, the yeah, rights are held by both. Specific scrolls are and Fox, but the scrolls as a race are available. Yeah, I think we are going to see Fox is holding on to Super Scroll, baby. I think we're. <laughs> I think we're going to see in the Carol Danvers movie, in the in the Captain Marvel movie, we are going to see the Scroll Cree War, mm-hmm. and she's going to play a part in it. And I have a feeling there's even going to be some Scroll like shape shifting, and she's going to deal with like political ramifications of in that world or whatever right. and trying to stop this war uh to help the universe somehow mm-hmm. uh but then once we were introduced to that idea it would be amazing if at the end of that movie we find out someone in our like the end of before we even see avengers 4 we find out mm-hmm. someone is already a scroll oh yeah i would be real in, money in in avengers 4 someone dies and we find out they're a scroll mm-hmm. that'd be a great twist i would love it it. would be all right so matt i'll see your scrolls and raise you one norman osborne a la dark rain yeah i almost put this on my list i love i like it that was my uh that's he's my top contender for uh who's coming next because the avengers tower has been sold as of spider-man homecoming obviously that's norman osborne trying to buy avengers tower so that he can rebuild the Avengers in his image, being Iron Patriot. Am I right? I think so. And then <laughs> he's going to be the one that defeats the Skrulls after Thanos, you know, and they do the secret invasion. He's going to be the one to get the spotlight on that and be like, yes, I am the one that saves us. So I obviously need the team to follow me. Yeah. So be it, cool. in that he, he, become, he takes over the Avengers. Is that how it? Yeah, he he basically runs the government-sanctioned Avengers team. And yeah, that would be really interesting because if we, you have an Avengers 5 or 6 or whatever, but the Avengers are the bad guys. <laughs> like, mm. the people called Avengers are bad guys. I've always, Dark Reign, yeah. I've always kind of wanted to see, like, the 70s. I can't remember if it was the 70s or 80s uh, Avengers where they were, like, working for the government. They would always have, like, uh, Henry Gyrick come in and try to tell them what to do. <laughs> They're like nurse to you, Gyrick. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know who any of that is. Oh man, I'm left out of this joke. <laughs> That's a good one, though. It's a good one. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, like when all of the heroes have, like, they see Norman Osborn take over, and they're like, "I know he's bad. I can't, I can't be a part of this." No. He uh, he recruits a bunch of villains to fill the roles of heroes. Like Venom becomes the new Spider-Man, and Hawkeye gets replaced by Bullseye, and uh, God, what is her name? From the Vapor Chick becomes the new Miss Marvel. I cannot remember her name. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, um. Yeah, various other bad guys take on the roles of these good guys, and they're now, like, they're now the people that are looked up to. Mm-hmm. And then Sentry is there because you know that's the best person to have on a team with a villain. <clears throat> I don't know who Sentry is. Who's Sentry? Uh, imagine Superman. Okay, but 
mentally unstable. All right. Yeah. So kind of uh, Talbot. <laughs> worse. <laughs> yeah, he's oh. worse. <laughs> so so yeah, uh, I think I think I think Norman Osborn's a great, would be a great one, to have as an overarching villain. It's mm-hmm. a really really cool idea. They'd obviously have to introduce him in an upcoming Spider-Man movie. Yeah, and then you get some cool stuff with that. That could be really neat. You had one more, right? I did. Yeah. What's your last one? Uh, my last one is uh, the Hulk. Like, I want to see World War Hulk. Like I want them to decide that he's uh, like what well, you know. Like after Infinity War, Hulk not coming out because he's he's afraid that he like he got beaten up by Thanos. Like in the comics, like Thanos actively avoids the Hulk. Like the oh, Hulk yeah. is a little stronger than Thanos sometimes. So to see him get beaten here without even using the Infinity Stones, mm-hmm. uh, I think it'd be interesting if like they did a storyline. And you know, in in the comics, they he was getting more powerful and crazy, and they sent him off because the Illuminati decided he wasn't uh, he he was too dangerous. Right. And uh, his spaceship blows up, kills his pregnant wife and stuff, and. and mm. He winds up on Sakar, and uh, the radiation on Sakar makes him stronger. We can find some sort of you know sciencey way to make him stronger, and or they could even just say the angrier he gets, <laughs> the more powerful he becomes. But if he actually becomes so powerful that he like gets banished and comes back, and just yeah. starts taking out everyone on the Earth, I think that could be really cool. That could be like a few story, a few uh, that could be an arc, an arc anyway. Yeah, for sure. I think the Hulk's a Hulk's a very interesting call. The only thing with the World War Hulk idea is that I feel like he is they already used about a lot of portions of it in uh yeah in 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 the in the last movie. So I figure like it would be they do a lot of combining of storylines in the MCU. So from a whether it's likely perspective, I feel like that one's less likely only th- because they've I think it's you chunk, use chunks of that storyline. I think it could be a more likely out for um, for Ruffalo and for the Hulk character. Hmm. Like if they didn't necessarily like go to Sakaar or anything like that, but right? Because that's already happened. For him to come back and to Earth, or even if they try to imprison him and he got more powerful, whatever. Yeah, and started and taking out everybody. Do you think the wife in this scenario would be Black Widow? No, I, I can't imagine that would actually be a part of it. Like, I just, I like the idea of the Hulk becoming the thing that Bruce Banner fears most. Right. Like, that's the most important element for me is I think it would be that. interesting if you had a Hulk movie, which mm-hmm. we don't know that we'll ever get. Uh, if you had a Hulk movie where they where Banner finally figured out how to separate them. Yeah. And the Hulk got to live a life, and mm-hmm. he got to live a life. Um, but... Uh, then the Hulk really becomes his worst nightmare, and the only way to control the Hulk—they can't kill him, they can't destroy him. The only way to control him is for Banner to re like mm-hmm. reintegrate, and it would be like Banner sacrificing himself, sort of, to like yeah. be like a constant Hulk babysitter. Like, mm-hmm. I can see that being a really good Hulk movie, where he's like deciding to become the Hulk again. And I would love to see some of that Peter David run, like the Hulk finally being intelligent, like. Bruce Banner talking to the Hulk. You know what I mean? Like, he yeah. has the intelligence of Bruce Banner, but he is the Hulk. Oh, yeah. That's the merger that happens. That We get the, the professor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that could be very neat. Uh, someone with the strength and, you know, power of the Hulk, but with a brain. That would be pretty fun. 
<laughs> Finally, someone who speaks English. Is that what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, we've got nine possibilities here. Let's run down the list again. Mine were Star-Lord, mm-hmm. Kilgrave, mm-hmm. and the Skrulls. Right. What were your three, Dave? My, my three were uh, Beyonder, uh, World War Hulk, or, <laughs> and what was the other one? Um, Galactus. Galactus. Galactus, yeah. <laughs> I had to look back at my list. That's why I'm letting everyone do their own because I'm like, I don't remember all nine. Yeah. I don't even remember I've all three. I've got all nine right here. Oh, in order. Have you, oh, you've been writing them down. I like it. Yeah. We've got Star Lord, The Beyonder, The Mutants, Kilgrave, Galactus, Annihilus, The Skrulls, Norman Osborn, and The Hulk. All right. So, what we're going to do now, we're actually going to take a short break from the podcast. You're not going to notice because we're just going to jump right to it. Um, the magic of editing. The magic of editing. We are going to we are going to all sit down and put those in order of most likely and also most uh, the our favorites. Mm-hmm. Most favorite. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and then we're going to come back to you with our top five most likely and top five favorite of these list of this list of nine. So we will be right back. Uh, you're not going to even notice. We're going to be right back. I'm going to snap my fingers. No. <laughs> That's what I was looking for. Looking for just the, the fear of a snapped finger. I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry. I'm going to snap my fingers. I don't want to go. We're going to disappear, but don't worry. We're through time travel <laughs> and things. We're going to be right back. Okay. I snapped us back into existence. So we took our we took our our nine and put them in an order, and we're going to give you now our top five mm-hmm. most likely and our favorites. So our most likely, as decided upon by a panel of the three of us, <laughs> very official. Number five, we have the Beyonder. Yeah. Number four, most likely to appear, we have Galactus. Number three, most likely to appear as the overall villain, the Mutants. Number two, Norman Osborn. Number one, with all of the votes (laughs) for number one, we have the Skrulls. So, if... If all of our disparate opinions mean anything, they all came together. We all voted Skrulls number one, and we all voted Norman Osborn number two. Yeah. That means that the next arc has to be Secret Invasion into Dark Reign into Siege. It just has to happen. Yeah, like I do think all of that is very sound logic. I think think all that, the mutants, everything, is. I think they're going to be working on all of that. Yeah, I think... For real. The mutants, Galactus, the Beyonder. I think all of that is possible in in Phase Three, which mm-hmm. is insane. But yeah. I think all of that is possible. Phase Four. Phase Four. Phase Four. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That's right. Um, <laughs> all right, now those we we're really close. Even the mutants and Galactus, we were like most of us had those at three and four. Like they mm-hmm. were they were right there together, uh, jockeying for position, and and we all had scrolls and Norman Osborn at the top. So those are our most likely. So now our favorites, which got way weirder. <laughs> um, it just got way like we did not vote those the same at all. Oh, by by the way, one note: our our most likely, all three of us voted 
that the least likely was Kilgrave, which I thought was fun. <laughs> We're all like, yeah, Matt, that's a dumb idea. <laughs> Including me. <laughs> Including Matt. Okay. So <laughs> I think you led with like this is not going to happen. Yeah, no, I totally did. I was like, this is he's no, I led with now I know he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I see why that one probably isn't gonna happen. Okay, uh now our favorites, here they are. Top five favorites. Number five, Galactus. Oh, yeah. okay. That's All right. A, that's just, that's that's down there, number four, the Beyonder. Yeah, both my boys are contenders. Yeah, <laughs> number three, the mutants. Yeah, number the two, the scrolls, and number one, Norman Osborn. Norman yeah. mother freaking Osborn. But yes, I will say that the favorites had a lot less uh, votes. The, the top five favorites had a lot less votes um, than the uh, than the likelies did. We were very yeah. in sync on the likelies. Yeah. On the favorites, there's a lot more. It just kind of added up this way. I, I do want to apologize that I didn't vote Star-Lord higher. I do like that idea. Yeah, I know. You guys both voted very low on I, Star-Lord. I just like the others better. I had Star-Lord as my number one favorite idea. No, wait. Did I? I don't remember what I had. You probably did. He's your favorite of any list you make. Um, that's true. That's true. Um, I think I might have had Kilgrave actually as my number one. Oh, and then I, I just I, I used my list as the main list, and I just kept jockeying it, so I don't even have my list anymore. That was mm. dumb of me. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. So we have we have we, I, I voted Kilgrave Kilgrave and um Kilgrave and Star Lord much higher. And you guys downvoted them real hard, <laughs> so they ended up in the not even on the list. They, we we knew what we had to do. <laughs> you guys yeah. like Matt likes Matt likes those ideas. It was way too much. The hardest choices require the strongest wills. Let's gut them. The hardest decisions require the strongest wills. Yeah. So, but I like I like our list. I think it's fun that on both lists, both our favorite list and our likely list, we have Norman Osborn and the Scrolls. They swap positions, mm-hmm. but they're both. So I, I have a feeling that's where we're going. Yeah. I think the scrolls are happening and Norman Osborn yeah, like I don't see why not. Especially well here's 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 my only reason why not. Mm-hmm. Here's why I, I don't even I, if I'd thought of this before, I might not have marked him as high as highly on the likelies. Is it because Sony's pulling a stupid, stupid move by having Venom? Well, it's it is it has to do with that. It's the fact that um if you've noticed They've crossed Spider-Man into the MCU movies, but they've not crossed any... Well, they crossed his friend over, too, in Avengers, but they're not really doing a whole lot of, like... It doesn't seem yet like they're bringing a lot of the Sony-owned properties into the mm-hmm. Avengers movies, and I'm a little nervous that they're going to try to keep, like... Spider-Man has his own little thing going on, and they, they'll they be scared to put Norman Osborn, who's a Sony-owned character, at the top of their, like, big bad list, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think... I think uh, with, you know, Venom, they were like, yeah, let's see how it does before we start claiming it, you know? I, right. I, 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 I just I, think they're not going to claim it. Like, they, think, they don't have it. No, I think it's not in the MCU, mm. period. Not right at the beginning when uh, when Amy Pascal and uh, and Kevin <laughs> oh, yeah. Feige were in an interview. He like She was like, yeah, it's in the MCU. And he's like, nope, no, 
No, <laughs> it's shut a really your mouth, woman. No, talking about. Uh, yeah, I have. There's yeah. a really, it's a really great interview. Uh, she, she says, "Oh yeah, we want to bring these into the into the MCU, and da, 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 Venom will be a part of it." And uh, he doesn't say it in that moment, but he just gets this look on his face, like, "Oh no, you didn't." Like this is not. <laughs> We're gonna okay. have to have a talk yeah. when we. We're get gonna home. talk about this afterwards. Um, and and then came out the next day. I was like, "That is that was an incorrect statement. The Venom movie is not in the MCU." Um, we have not like they have not sanctioned it. They're not making them a part of it. They're not creative control. Have any creative control over yeah. it? <sighs> if 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 Marvel was going to do a Venom movie, they would do it right. They bring it to him to Earth. They do it with Spider Man. Well, I don't know that they're not doing it right. I haven't. I mean, I don't care about Venom at all. Like I got no craps for Venom, man. Right. Um. <laughs> well, the only reason he's interesting is his connection to Spider Man. I don't know that to that's me, true, but I've never found him interesting even on that right. <laughs> on that level. Well, I mean, the whole the whole black suit Spider Man and Venom thing was interesting in the '90s, and it was cool that they, when they did it. But it's been done in the movies once. Mm-hmm. It's poorly. Yeah, but they they did it, and it, I don't know. I just, don't, I just I don't really know if they'll do it again. Yeah, but they did Galactus and Silver Surfer poorly. I mean, if it's sure, done yeah. well, maybe sure, but, absolutely. And I like Tom Hardy. I just don't know. That, I hate to say it, but like you said, you don't really like Venom. I don't know that they did that part of that movie that poorly. The, uh, Ven- the Venom part of Spider-Man 3 is not the part everyone hates. Uh, well, uh, people don't like Eddie Brock. They don't like Topher Grace as Eddie Brock, which I agree with. I, I don't think he works as Eddie Brock like from the comics, but I didn't mind him. I didn't mind him in the role in the movie. As a different, like, as just his its own thing. The thing that most people really hate is, like, emo Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, the, dance. The, the greatest sin of that movie. Like, most people just, like, really rail on. And it, the, the fact that it's just too crowded. The movie yeah. itself is just too crowded. Um, it's, it's like, the movie people point to when they're like, studio well, interference, put too many things in a movie. Yeah, they like, had, why the hell was Sandman there at all? Well, they had the bud of, an, of a good story with Sandman. And right. then well, that's Sony apparently, forced them to put Venom into it. Apparently the movie was originally a Sandman movie. Like That's what that's what Sam Raimi wanted to make. Mm-hmm. And Sony said, no, Venom's a more popular character. We want a Venom movie. And he, they made him... They forced him to do their movie, and he, he kept his guns about his own part, but he probably should have just bailed on his own thing and just made a good Venom movie if he was yeah. going to do that. But it... Uh, the whole... I don't... And I know that I'm always the guy who likes things that people hate. Um, <laughs> Iron Man three, uh, yeah, I like every, Iron Man three a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I know you're on my side on that, but I am. The thing, uh, thing that I don't hate mm-hmm. is the emo Spider Man. Don't hate it at all. I kind of, th- I think it's funny. It's Sam Raimi funny. It's the same. Ca- it it reminds me of Evil Dead. Well, like here, when he's like being just super silly. Yeah, it reminds me of like Ash and uh, I don't know Army of Darkness shit. <laughs> <laughs> and and like everybody else was not wanting that, but yeah. for me that I loved the, the campiness of oh, it. Here's where two paths diverge in a wood, my friend. I like Spider Man three better than Spider Man two. Oh yeah, you hate Spider Man two. I I loathe it, and almost. I love Spider Man well, two. Not I don't loathe it. I just I hate the ending of it. That's really it, and kind of the premise of a Doc Ock. But just, <laughs> like what is what is he robbing banks for? That chip would have made him a billionaire. Well, he's crazy because the chip made him crazy. Still, crazy people can go. Hey, you know what's way less hard than robbing banks? (laughs) 
<laughs> Let me sell this chip <laughs> that I invented. Yeah, but then you get things like iRobot happening, and, you know, it's just no good. But, were the, what was the, were the, were the arms operating on their own, or were they, like, operating under the power of his subconscious? What was the implication there? It um, felt like they were four different personalities all trying to vie for his attention. Really? To me, yeah. I didn't get that at all either. (laughs) (laughs) We all watch this movie very differently. And (laughs) and to be honest, it's been many years since I've seen this movie. Well, I mean, he was talking to them. He was talking to the arms. And they were like nipping at each other like snakes at one point. They, They were. They were doing that. I guess that's fair. I just thought that was like some sort of psychotic break, like yeah. his subconscious or something. <laughs> making... just like slapping at his own hands. <laughs> I don't know, man. Crazier, crazier things have happened in, in movies. Like I don't that. remember that being a part of the books. I was just like, what, what is this? <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I just thought at the time that movie, Spider-Man 2, mm-hmm. was just the biggest, coolest fight scenes I'd ever seen. I, like the this Doc Ock fight scenes where they're like fighting vertically on the building. Oh, I, I, yeah, I agree with that. Oh, that was so good. That was awesome. They're so so good. That was awesome. Yeah. And I didn't have the big problems with some of it that you did, but uh, but overall, I, I mean, thought it was fun. My my problems were, you know, uh, a largely undefined explanation of what Doc Ock was doing. He could have made a lot more money just selling that stupid chip, and then like the the drowning the sun in the lake thing at the end was just. Nothing about that seemed right. <laughs> <laughs> Why are yeah. you trying to boil the ocean? Yeah, it doesn't... I don't... I mean, it's possible it would have worked to put it out, but it definitely would have had a lot of, like, ill effects on the environment. Yeah. And, like, would have cooked the, cooked the like, whatever Hudson Bay or whatever. Yeah, like, I feel about that. Like, I feel about the uh, the, the nuclear explosion in, in Dark Knight Rises, like, 25 feet off the coast. I'm like, that's going to have some, some bigger issues than you think. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the Dark Knight Rises is just the worst. Can we all agree with that? Yes, yes. It's just I, so bad. I, I agree with that. I just think it's so bad. We need to make a list of like superhero movies that we don't need to take lessons from. Yeah, the Dark. You know, I'm really, I really enjoy this format that we did tonight. Yeah, I'd love to do more of this, uh, and maybe a little less of just like listing news. We've talked about it a little bit about changing up some of the format here. And uh, one of the things we could do is just like worst superhero movie, really like <laughs> dig in on just worst superhero Dude, movie. Y- That'd be fun. None of the ones we just mentioned would even be on the list. There are so many bad ones. Agreed, but maybe we like worst superhero movie to make over a hundred million. Like nineteen eighty four Supergirl and Tank Girl would probably right. be right. Like up there. I said, worst superhero <laughs> movie. <laughs> To make over a hundred million dollars or something we like might, that, yeah. we're keeping we keep a certain level to, of quality. We might need to stick to particular uh, brands of superhero. Maybe, like, but maybe not. I, you know, like we we talk about other hero, other stuff anyway. I think it. I think it could be fun to just like dive into dive yeah. into it anyway. I know we're the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, but people are always asking us our opinions on other stuff. And yeah, some of these just themed episodes, which honestly, so. Uh, I should say, as we said earlier, this 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 uh, this podcast tonight was commissioned by Thomas McNeil. We have a Patreon at patreon.com slash mcucast where you can go support us. And if you do it at the $3 level or more, you can commission an episode. And what we do is we just go down the list of people who have 
who have commissioned at that level, and we try to work in that they get the next episode. So as that list gets longer, it might take us longer to get to them, but as that list, right now I think there's five people that, that support at that level, mm-hmm. so we're just making our way down the list um, and doing commissioned episodes. Thank you so much, Thomas McNeil, for the support. And, uh, and, and, and I loved this idea tonight. Uh, I loved talking about what comes after Thanos. Um, and I'm, I don't know, we might do more of this kind of stuff. And so if you have any ideas, you can throw them at us, but if you have any for sure that you want us to do commission an episode, go over there and, uh, join up. And as soon as we get to you, you get to commission an episode, uh, patreon.com slash MCU cast. Uh, there's also levels for getting just MCU cast swag and there's levels for getting, um, uh, uh, just, just, just access to the access to the episodes early stuff like that. So, um, check out our Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/MCUcast. And thank you to Thomas McNeil for the for the thing. I think we're about done. Anybody have any final thoughts on Norman Osborn or the Scrolls? Because that's what we came out with with our top two, <laughs> both in favorites and in uh, and in likely. Well, I, I don't have anything about that, but I, I am curious about how giving you guys are with the commissioned episodes. Like, if someone at that level commissions an episode to find out, like, what kind of soda does Tony Stark drink? Are you going to, like, research that? or? <laughs> um, yes. Sure. <laughs> I knew what, Jeff would say yes. What, 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 <laughs> if someone wants to ask what kind of t- I already t- know. soda Tony Stark drinks, we'll do our best. Um, Diet but I don't, I don't know that that's Scotch. a full episode. But, uh, you know, like commission an episode could be like, yeah. hey, go watch go watch 1989's Batman and talk about it. Like it oh, could wow. it could be something like that. Yeah. We're, we just totally go off the rails. It doesn't have to be Marvel. Commissioned episodes can be anything they want me and Jeff to do. Um, okay. And uh, and we can have guests. I, I really enjoyed having Dave on this time. So so oh, so nice. uh, really, just anything people want us to do. The commission episodes are there for that. Um, we generally stay in the MCU. Other than that, but I just like this format of like talking about a topic and digging into it. And I, I really like the kind of gamification of like everybody, uh, the three of us voting mm-hmm. on on something and trying to come up with a with a with a unified list. It's a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, people get into it. Go Patreon and uh, commission some stuff. We still got a few more commission episodes coming up, and we got more um, more Infinity War feedback coming soon. Uh, yeah, so uh, support the DC On Screen podcast if you haven't checked it out yet. David, who, who we've been talking to this whole hour, is is from the DC On Screen podcast. Uh, check it out. David and Jason do a great job over there talking about all the DC stuff, and you should listen to them. Thank um, you, man. If you want to find more about us, check out mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, or call us at 573-CAST-MCU. So, mcucast everywhere, cast MCU on the phone number, 573-CAST-MCU. Um, we'll use your feedback and voicemail in a future episode, and uh, we'll. And if you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash mcucast. Easy as that. You can just pledge a dollar or two. We never do... We never do more than one paid episode a week. So even if we drop four episodes, we only charge our patrons for one. Because, like, this week we're probably going to drop three episodes. We're only going to charge for one. So that's how that works. Um, so it's basically you're charging per week when you when you sign up. Um, so, yeah, thank you guys so much. We are the MCU Cast. Have a good night. Until next time, true believers. Uh-huh.